You're listening to Threads Radio. My name's Luke Fraser, and this is The Tonic.
that really swept me away the first time I heard it. That's Convection by Maria W. Horn. She's a composer from the north of Sweden, based in Stockholm for the past 10 years or so, I think. And she's part of the Stockholm Drone Society, a group working to promote slow and gradually evolving temple music. And she co-runs the label X Cathedral with Carly Malone, whose album The Sacrificial Code was featured on this show a few episodes back. And along with the likes of Ellen Arkbro, Marta Forsberg, of whom more later, and Matza Lansen, she's part of a distinctive compositional scene coming out of Stockholm, blending elements of drone and minimalism for both acoustic and electronic instruments, with a technical focus on systems writing, coding, and alternative tuning systems. And that piece, Convection, is taken from her second release, Epistasis, put out on the Swiss label Hallow Ground in 2019. Each piece on the album is for a different instrumentation, double string quartet, electric guitar, computer-controlled disc clavier piano, a super collider framework using phase modulation synthesis, if you please, and of course the organ that you heard there. And the piece I think is based upon Estonian composer Arvo Pert's celebrated tintinabulation technique, roughly speaking a design in which two parts interplay, one being a stepwise melodic figure and the other an arpeggiating one. And it's performed by two musicians on a single organ who play four note chords, two notes at a time, with the playing of each dyad following their own breathing cycles. And maybe that's partly what contributes to the very satisfying sense of developmental duration in the piece. Throughout, an electronic drone accompanies them, composed of interference tones that creates high and low frequency beating patterns and traces the breath cycles of the players. And beating there is used in the acoustical sense as an interference pattern between two sounds of slightly different frequencies, which is perceived by the listener as a periodic variation in volume, whose rate is the difference between the two frequencies. Your assessment is coming up at the end. The piece to me definitely fits stylistically with the organ minimalism of Carly Malone, and whilst Maria Horn's music is probably slightly more lush and coloristic, both maintain a strong preoccupation with the discipline of systems-based writing. But I think both this album and The Sacrificial Code go deeper than just interesting conception, or indeed aesthetic chill-out music for that matter, successfully mediating as they do between idea, technique, performance, and the subjective realities of sonic perception. That was performed by Johannes Lundgren and Friedrich Lundqvist on the organ. And as mentioned, the album is Epistasis, released on Hallow Ground in 2019.
second movement there of Erilyn Wallen's Concerto Grosso, written in 2007. It's a sprightly four-movement work, fusing influences from different centuries and countries into the form of the Baroque Concerto. And that movement just has a great sense of space, I think, and some lovely interplay between soloists and strings. She's a Belize-born British composer, singer-songwriter, and pianist resident in London, I believe, with a pretty wide stylistic range that has filtered into her written music and given it an often vibrant and quite immediate impact. She's also been very much a pioneer. She was the first black female composer to be performed at the BBC Proms, alongside receiving a whole host of other commissions. She's discussed how she perceives her journey and that of other non-white composers, saying, When I was a child living in Tottenham, and clearly besotted with classical music, one of my teachers came up to me and said, no, little girl, this isn't the music for you. I didn't know what she meant, thank goodness. And thank goodness I had a wonderful uncle who listened to me talking about how I could hear strange sounds of unwritten music in my head and put the idea to me that I might actually be a composer. I think that at last there is a widespread recognition and a yearning for an acknowledgement that every sort of music is for everybody. Yet still, so many children are put off by the fact that they do not see themselves represented in classical music. Taking an active part in classical music can be a little scary to people, whichever community they're from, until they're actually in a concert hall, just listening. I want every community to experience what I've been lucky enough to have, and I'd like to see orchestras truly representing the world we live in. Well, Julie, the performance you heard there is by the Chiniki Orchestra, established by double bassist Chichi Nwanoku in 2015 in order to provide high-level career opportunities to established and up-and-coming Black, Asian and ethnically diverse classical musicians in the UK and Europe. And the word Chiniki derives from the Igbo language, meaning God. Chichi Nwanoku has said of the project, My aim is to create a space where Black, Asian and ethnically diverse musicians can walk on stage and know that they belong in every sense of the word. If even one Asian, Black or ethnically diverse child feels that their colour is getting in the way of their musical ambitions, then I hope to inspire them, give them a platform, and show that music, of whatever kind, is for all people. That was performed by Tai Murray, Violin, Isata Kani Mason, Piano, Chichirin Ronoku, Double Bass, and of course the Chiniki Orchestra, conducted there by Anthony Panther, and it's taken from the album The Spark Catchers that was released on NMC last year, and there'll be some more from that album a little later in the show.
Welcome to Iceland, the seemingly endlessly creeping harmonies there of Unfold by Skuli Sverison. He's an Icelandic composer and bass guitarist who has seemingly collaborated with everyone. Lou Reed, Derek Bailey, Rodada Leo Smith, John Hassel, David Sylvian, Ryuchi Sakamoto and Johan Johansson, to name but a few. He's also been an artistic director for Olaf Arnold and musical director for Laurie Anderson and has been a member of the bands Petora, Alas No Axis and the Ben Monda Group along with founding the ensemble Syria with Arnold and others. And that piece that you heard, Unfold, was performed by and taken from an album, Epicycle 2, by Icelandic cellist and singer Gida Valisdottir who is perhaps best known as a founding member of MUM, one of the defining acts in Iceland's experimental pop scene. And following her time there, she went on to study classical music and improvisation in a move that I think speaks to the fluidity and ultimate equality of genres in Icelandic music, as far as such distinctions there even exist. I like it, despite or alongside the woozy heaviness of its slightly glossy exterior, it's quite a rigorous piece in which we hear strings and electronics slowly spiral upwards in seemingly never-ending chains where each harmonic resolution begets a new harmonic question. It was performed as mentioned by Gida Valesdottir on cello, along with Scully Sverison on electric bass and Farfisa. The album, Epicycle 2, was released on Sono Luminous last year and there'll be another one from that album as well a little later Thank you. 
That's Elaine Michener and The Rolling Calf with Myths and Dreams, performed in 2018. A Londoner of Jamaican descent, she's a brilliant experimental vocalist, movement artist and composer whose work spans the worlds of improvisation, contemporary music, vocal performance, devised theatre and performance art. And she's worked with a whole host of practitioners across those fields. Too many to mention here, in fact. She's a co-founder of the experimental jazz group, the Hawkins Michener Quartet, and a regular vocalist with contemporary music ensemble, Apartment House. And she also runs her own production company, Elaine Michener Projects, that has researched, developed, and produced a number of devised works spanning experimental music, theater, performance art, and opera. Meanwhile, the rolling calf, the name references a chain-rattling half-man, half-goat figure of Jamaican folklore, is a self-described black power trio featuring saxophonist Jason Yard and bassist Neil Charles. Their performances combine texts by revolutionary African diasporic thinkers with collective improvisation, with the one you heard there being recorded live at London's Café Otto, as part of Kamaklang, and it was posted on the Kamaklang YouTube in 2019. Thank you. 
That is pretty gorgeous in my view. Espressivo with wonder and yearning. It's the second movement of Eleanor Alberga's String Quartet Number no. 1, written in 1993. Born in Kingston, Jamaica, she's been living in the UK since the 70s when she won the West Indian Associated Board Scholarship, which allowed her to study at the Royal Academy in London. And after finishing her studies, she performed as a concert pianist before shifting the focus of her career around the early 2000s in order to concentrate full-time on composition. And some of the music she's written is tonal, drawing upon her Jamaican background, whilst later pieces such as this show an increasing European influence and use of dissonance. She describes this string quartet as being inspired by physics lecture on the nature of matter and energy and the realization that everything, including our own bodies, is essentially made of stardust. And that second movement in particular is rich and lyrical. It's quite Bartokian in its harmony, but never outright so. It's something ultimately of its own. And thinking of the anecdote about that lecture, it seems to suggest to me some celestial form of weightlessness in the interaction between the strings. It was performed brilliantly by the ensemble Arcadiana, who are Thomas Bones and Jacqueline Shave on violins, Andres Caluste, viola, and Jonathan Swenson on cello. And it's taken from the album Eleanor Alberga, String Quartets 1, 2, and 3, that was released on Navona in 2019.
Listening to that makes me realise there hasn't been nearly enough accordion music on this show. Well, not yet at least. That's Installation Around a Heart from 2005 by Thurida Jonsdottir. She's an Icelandic flautist and composer who writes both orchestral pieces and chamber music, often incorporating electronics, multimedia and sound design derived from nature into works that are both conventional performances and sometimes open-ended, participatory or installation-like. And this piece, part installation, oh yes, as in the title, and part concerto, it's subtitled A Sound Space with Accordion and Ensemble. It was commissioned by the Kaput Ensemble and accordion player Gia Dragsval for the Dark Days Music Festival of New Music in Reykjavik in 2005 and they were conducted there by Goodney Franson. It's a bit of a beautiful jumble, slightly jaunty, even almost circus-inflected at times, and it's formerly a piece not quite like any I can think of. It's got a devised or composed improvised feel, and it's also just another one of those pieces where the sonics of the recorded space are just so unique. You could really enjoy it just for that. It's taken from the same album as the Ruth Backer organ piece that I played in the previous show, that's Larm from Mouth Cavity to Laptop that was released on the label Kuning Disc back in 2007.
sounding to me a little like Britain or Vaughan Williams refracted through a minimalist lens. That's James Wilson's The Green Fuse, written somewhere around 2018, I think. He was the first ever composer commissioned by the Chiniki Orchestra, Europe's first ethnically diverse orchestra, discussed earlier, and who you heard performing there. And yes, this is the resulting piece. The inspiration comes from the poem The Force That Through the Green Fuse Drives the Flower by Dylan Thomas. James Wilson has written that in the poem, Thomas contemplates the nature of the force which drives all things. It evokes the strength of this force, but also confronts its duality, which both moves a plant to flower and puts us in our grave. And for me, for all the dynamism in this drama of creation and destruction, there is something, and this is not in any way an insult, quite flat and understated about the piece that I find quite interesting. It reminds me a lot of the photos of Andreas Gursky, such as Rhine 2, where extraneous features on the landscape are digitally airbrushed out, a kind of pastoral minimalism in effect. And the Chiniki Orchestra was again conducted there by Anthony Panther, the album The Spark Catchers, the label NMC, and it was released last year.
eerie. That's Octo by Maria Huld Marken Sigfusdottir. She's part of the band Amina, is that how you pronounce it? And has worked frequently with artists such as Sigur Ross, Spiritualized, and Lee Hazelwood. I guess she's approaching classical music from the pop end of the spectrum, though again, these boundaries do seem to be very blurred in Icelandic music. Perhaps they're ultimately of little relevance to it. Octo is taken from the same album by Gida Valestotir, Epicycle 2, that the piece by Scully Sverison that I played earlier is also on. It's a loop of an ice-cold cello passacaglia, a musical form involving a repeating bass line, adding layers that expand outwards in a seemingly endless way. It's got definite echoes for me of the opening fugal movement of Bartok's music for strings, percussion, and celesta, and definitely give me the creeps in a similar way. I would put money on it turning up in a horror film somewhere soon, if in fact it hasn't already. It was performed by Gida Valensdottir on cello, along with Albert Finsbogason on Moog Drone, the album Epicycle 2, the label Sono Luminous, and it was released last year.
that was South, the opening section of Haftis Bjornadotti's album Sounds of Iceland, recorded between 2009 and 2013. She's a native of Reykjavik, a composer and guitarist with a wide range of influences from blues to contemporary classical, jazz, folk, rock, pop, and what she rather brilliantly calls local music from out there. And Sounds of Iceland is, alas, no prizes here, a journey through Iceland made up of a series of field recordings of some of the natural sounds you heard there, waterfalls, birds, lakes, the sea, and geysers specifically. And just in case you're the type who likes to tick these things off, that trip through the south that you just heard that opens the journey contains specifically the sounds of the Strokker Giza in Harkadalur, the hot springs at Harkadalur, the Grimsness lava field, and the hot springs in Rikyadalur Valley in the Hengil geothermal area. And yes, I went to Iceland and somehow managed to miss all of those. Good job this record came along. Quite satisfyingly, the record doesn't contain any human-derived sounds, back to Andreas Gursky in a sense, and I imagine that's a feat that probably becomes quite a bit easier once moving to any extent outside of Reykjavik. You just have to avoid all the tourists, I suppose. The record as a whole has received quite widespread acclaim, and I think its success for me is down to her compositional approach to organising the material. It paces and flows very well between its source materials throughout, and at 42 minutes for the entire trip, seems really well edited. The album is Sounds of Iceland, and it was released on Gruen Recorder in 2015.
Elegy in Memoriam Stephen Lawrence, written in 1999 by Philip Herbert, who I think hails from Yorkshire or the north of England anyhow. The piece was written in 1999 as a response, of course, to watching the news coverage of the murder of East London teenager Stephen Lawrence in a notorious racially motivated attack. It's scored for 18 string players, one for each of the years of Lawrence's life, and is written, as Philip Herbert puts it, in the English string music tradition. Though to me, there's also a definite Spanish tinge to the section that alternates with the main theme. Anyhow, he said, many classical music listeners will not expect a BAME composer to have written the music. This is to provoke thought about what it takes to be a British citizen, along with the value placed on life, the rights, privileges and justice that will be accorded to British ethnic minorities in the process of reflecting on this tragedy. He continues, there's a need to place a higher value on the strength that comes from diverse people living together in Britain. We all have something valuable and very positive to contribute to the larger puzzle of life in Britain today. Stephen Lawrence was deprived of the right to a life where he could have used his amazing talents for the good of a wider society. Nevertheless, we can press together across our communities to help realise his dreams. That was again performed by the Chiniki Orchestra, conducted by Anthony Panther. The album The Spark Catchers, released on NMC last year. And finally, for this show to come full circle, back to Sweden.
I do not know how you get those sounds from an organ. That is Disquiet Heart, written in 2014 by Marta Forsberg. She's a Swedish-Polish composer, sound artist and musician working within the fields of installation art, free improvisation, electronic and drone music, and is very much part of the scene I was describing in relation to Maria Horn and Carly Malone at the start of this show. And like Maria Horn's piece Convection, Disquiet Heart is scored for two players on one organ, this time a 17th century mean tone tempered organ. Mean tone tempered? Okay, yes, I promised you I wouldn't bang on about tuning systems again. Marta Forsberg describes it as a piece for two players composed with drawn out tones interrupted by lack of air, which is very much what we get. Long held chords that seem to get intermittently gummed up with overtones and acoustic beating. And as one reviewer has described the organ, it sounds like a bagpipe chanting a mantra, like a ship coming into port in slow motion, like a car horn stuck in some blissful mid-state traffic honking turned into reverie. For me, it's got this brilliant freeze frame feeling to it, like someone slowly advancing through an oral flip book and it reflects, I think, some of the ongoing concerns of Marta Forsberg. She said, I'm fascinated with tiny fragments of sound, society, and human behavior. I want to zoom in on it and be able to then stretch it out in time and space to make it visible. That was recorded at a concert at Tiska Kirchen in Stockholm in 2014, and was performed by Johan Greden and Marcus Pal on the organ. It was taken from the album Ex Cathedral Volume 2, released on the label Ex Cathedral, released in 2016. Right, that's it again for now. I will be back in March, I think, on Wednesday the 17th, but that's slightly TBC. You can check the Tonic's Instagram page for confirmation, the underscore tonic underscore. And whilst I'm at it, may I be so bold as to ask that you consider following it if you like what you see. Thanks again to Rosie and everyone at Threads for hosting. My name's Luke Fraser. Thanks for listening.